Well, this morning I'm working on this live broadcast thing to rumble, and I have, I'm, I'm really frustrated with it. It's, uh, it's, I'm just really frustrated because it's the news, according to me. Oh, so finally, finally, I don't know, I don't know if it's even working or not. That's interesting. As soon as I start doing that, all of a sudden something comes up like as if it's trying to stream right now. So I don't, I don't know what it's doing. Maybe it's just really delayed. That's a lot of delay. That's like several minutes. I don't know. So I have this. Um, I'm on. I'm on Rumble right now. I'm, I'm. I think. I don't know. It's hard to tell. There's no. Nothing bouncing around on Rumble right now. I, no, I do. I don't have a camera on. Let me. Let me just do a quick test here to see what's going on. I'm, I'm going to show you my face for just one second. Because that's all you can stand. I'm going to show you my face here real quick. Uh, hopefully, this will work. I, I don't know whether it's going to work or not. Now, I, don't, I don't know if that, I don't think that has to be on. Maybe it does. I don't know. Um, I'm, so I'm recording this in the background just in case because I, I need to have, you know, something else going on. Just, just in case this isn't working. I am going to try to put on the, uh, let's, just, let's just try this. Let's try that, and let's just go cut right to it and see what it does. See if that works. Does that work? I don't know if it does or not. Let's just cut back. And let's monitor this thing and see if it even does that at all. I, don't, I have no idea. It says it's live right now. I, I, don't, I don't know that it is or not. Let's, let's just... Oh, by golly, it is. Let's monitor this Look, thing. there it is back there. It's in the background. Well, I guess it is. I... Okay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm settled down now at least a little bit to know that this thing is live on Rumble. So now let's talk about what's in my cup. I have, in my cup, I have, uh, let me change this other thing because I'm afraid that's using too much processing power. Go back over here to uh, ending shot. Where's the ending shot? There, there we go. All right. That way when I get done, I can just put that up there and it's, it's done. Now. First things first, I gotta, I've got to talk about one thing. Um, what's in my cup? I have a cup of chai, creamy chai, with sweet, creamy creamer in it. It's mostly about the cream this morning, and I need that. It's about uh, 20 degrees outside. We got another three or four inches of snow last night. I think, I think about two inches of snow. They, they, were claim, they were claiming we were supposed to get four inches of snow. I think we only got two. In the meantime, I have a backup cup. What's more important lately is my backup cup because you pretty much know what's going to be in my cup. It's, it's the backup cup that nobody knows about. So what I have in here, I had, I had kept a uh, – I went off to Chicago and I had this cup full of mostly – it was mostly um, <clears throat> V8 Fusion. And I had a little bit of sweet tea in there from home. Now, th I, did, I did make a fresh batch of sweet tea at home yesterday. So I have that to go uh, the next few days. And I have, um, so what I'm going to be doing is, is um, I, I, I put this, this, you know, this stuff in my car. And it's, in, it's in a stainless steel insulated cup, little sippy cup thing. Put that thing in my, in my car and I went off to uh, Chicago on Sunday morning. Well, it was about 14, well, I think it was about 10, 10 below zero, I think, on, in Chicago. And here at home, and I, I took off and went home, or went to the went to the airport in Chicago. And of course, when I got there, 
I, uh, I left that cup there thinking, well, it's going to be cold enough to, you know, it should stay fine. And it shouldn't, you know, get old or moldy in my car. Of course, it's not going to get moldy. So I get back, I finally get back. I thought I was only going to go out for one day or, or maybe two. And because the whole, the whole, my whole plans changed with all this craziness that was going on with Chicago and everything else that was going on with the weather all over the place. Dallas was all messed up and Chicago was all messed up and pretty much the East Coast was messed up. I ended up going down to Key West, which was fine with me. Well, then I, I get, uh, I get back on uh, Wednesday morning. That cup was frozen solid. And I didn't bother taking, the, I, I didn't take the lid off. I kept it on there thinking, well, I'll, just, I'll let it, you know, kind of. So I put some other, I put some peach vibe Celsius water on top of it. And uh, thinking that maybe that would help kind of, you know, it was from the refrigerator, so it was cold. But it, I thought maybe that would kind of help loosen that stuff up a little bit. It was frozen solid until this morning. And there was still ice in it. Two days. Two days, I think, it was frozen solid. Finally, I, I just I left the lid at least open uh, last night, and I got up, and it was it's actually drinkable. So I filled the rest of it up the rest of the way with uh, sweet tea this morning. So I have this V8 Fusion, very cold, with a little bit of sweet tea, and it's really good stuff. It's just right. Just that refreshing kind of refreshing thing going on. But it's nice to drink this in nice warm chai as well, so. It's hot or cold. It's not lukewarm. I have, uh, there's a lot going on um, in the news cycle, of course. So many things we talk about. Everything that's going on with Davos. Um, I don't know how to pronounce that. I, I hear 12 different pronunciations for this thing. and I'm just going to pick one. I'll probably use all 12 of them during this broadcast. Well, thank goodness John Kerry. John Kerry felt in Vietnam. Is, is there? He's, I guess he took his daughter this time. It's like a, it's like, I guess it's take your daughter to work week. She's got to be like 80 years old. He's 125, I think. Looks like he's, he looks, he looks really bad. He looks like a corpse just walking around. And so he's there. And of course, he's one of those people who, you know, you ask him a question about something. And, well, that's a stupid question. This guy is so full of himself and so full of arrogance about his, his mission in life. So important. He's got, well, I've got to fly around in a private jet because I'm important. My job's important. I got to do this. Let's, we got to stop this global warming thing. Got to keep you from flying around in an airplane because that's why I got to fly around in an airplane to stop you from flying around in an airplane. Because, you know, they're causing global warming. And they're, st they're still claiming global warming. They'll, they'll, they'll talk about climate change. Because they don't know if it's going to be cold or warm. It doesn't really matter if it's climate if it's up or down or whatever. They don't know. It's just changed. It's going to change. Because, you know, the weather changes. I don't know if they realize that, but every day it changes. The joke in here in Indiana is if you don't like the weather, just stick around it'll change. A few minutes, it'll, it'll change here in a few minutes. One of the things I've noticed about Indiana is that, uh, especially northern Indiana, is that it's cloudy a lot. Now, I, I didn't notice this as much until a friend of mine, he moved here from the, the Northeast, and he was at, like the Boston area. And I guess, I, I guess, uh, he was, I think he was out in that area. And he certainly had the accent. So, so 
I got to know this guy and and he was always talking about how cloudy he is here all the time. And I was like, you know, because I, I, I never noticed it. Now, I've lived in California. I've lived, I've, I've traveled all over the country. And I, and I never really noticed it, I, I guess, until he said something about it. And I started kind of noticing that, hey, you know, it's cloudy here a lot. We have a lot of overcast skies here a lot. I mean, in the summertime, you've got overcast from rain and, you know, thunderstorms moving through. I mean, it's, no, we get sunny days, don't get me wrong. But the vast majority of the time, it is pretty cloudy here. Now, when you go out west, especially in Montana, it's big, big sky country because it's always, you know, it's, it's relatively sunny all the time out there. Out west, it's just, you know, that's just what it is. So you don't notice it until you, you know, until you notice it. And then, then you can't not, not, it's one of those things you can't not notice after a while. It's like everywhere else I go, it's sunny most of the time. I spent some time out in Boston. I realized what he, you know, it, 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 was, it, it was cloudy part of the day, but most of the day it was sunny. Now, it's, it's, now it's not just, I'm going to take just one day as a, you know, as a trend here, but it's, I have noticed that over time, it's like we, we have days, we have, we'll, have, we'll have weeks upon weeks where the sun does not shine. And that is a little bit uh, different, I guess you might say. But this whole thing about uh, the, the climate change, global warming, all this stuff is going on. There's been some, they've had some really interesting reports. This one guy, uh, there's a guy on Tucker Carlson recently. He's still got a show, by the way. This guy was talking about the, you know, the, there's two things, two major things that have an effect on our climate here especially the temperature of the earth. But overall, you know, that's, that, that pretty much controls climate. The two, two major things, and there's other things as well. There's all kinds of, there's El Nino, all the kind of stuff, ocean temperatures and all that kind of thing. But, but the two most important things are, one is the sun, obviously. Just turn that off for a few minutes and see what happens to the earth. And then you've got volcanic activity. Those two things are probably the largest contributors to what happens to our climate here on this earth. The, the earth in its rotation does not always sit the same every time around the sun. The reason for that is because the other planets play a part in how it wobbles or how it does whatever it's doing, whether, whether it's a little further out or a little closer each year, whatever it's going to do. Because the other other stars and, the, and our moon have an effect on what's happening with the sun's effect on the Earth. Now, along with all that, you have this issue of the volcanic activity, and they cannot they don't include this in their models. They they let it slip over over in the Davos thing here this last week that they don't include that in their models because it's unpredictable. They, can, you know, they look back over the last century and there hasn't been as much volcanic activity. Even though it shows that it's on the increase, they're saying, well, don't pay any attention to that because it, it can't be factored in because we don't know what's going to happen with it. However, over a course of a thousand years, it is very obvious. If you've ever heard of the Little Ice Age, there was the summer that was not. There was two years where they basically couldn't grow crops. 
The founding fathers even wrote about this in some of their, in some of their diaries and their letters. Back, this is back just a few hundred years ago. A couple hundred years ago. That, the, that they actually had issues with, the, with growing crops up north because we, didn't have, we, had summer, we had snow in the summertime. And it was all because of one volcano in Indonesia. Now, we've got volcanic activity that happens quite often. And how it affects the, the, uh, the earth is that basically the, you know, the ash goes up into the air. It shades the earth. The sun doesn't get through. And so we have this cooling effect on the earth. When Iceland was discovered, by the way, by the way, when Greenland was discovered, there was no ice on it. Now it's, it's completely covered with it's pretty much. Greenland is basically a, an icy country. Iceland as well. Of course, now there's all kinds of volcanic activity happening right now in Iceland. This is, this is also part of the issue of some of the glacial, 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 glacial uh, activities going on. The, the, some of the melting of the glaciers, all that kind of thing. It probably, it's, what's very strange, it's melting from the inside out, from the underneath, from underneath there. It's melting from the underneath side. And they're trying to tell us that, well, those, you know, those glaciers have been there for billions and billions of years. So we have, um, I, get, I get so tired of this. I just watched a show. It's called The Y-Files. I really like The Y-Files. I like, the guy is, you know, he's not a believer, but I, he's one of those people who, he doesn't know, and, he, and he's willing to admit that he doesn't know, but he's willing to, to have a discussion and actually talk about it, and he's got questions. And I, and I, I like that about people who are reasonable and they can talk about things. When somebody, in fact, even when, sometimes just even just religious people, when they, when they become very, uh, what's the word, dogmatic. And I know and you don't know and this is the way it is kind of thing. When they, when they come across that way, I have a tendency to, to bristle at that a little bit. I don't really care for that kind of attitude too much. It just doesn't, I don't warm up to that very quickly. I would rather talk to somebody who's not a believer, who is willing to talk about it. I would rather hang out with that person than somebody who's a believer who has this, all these, this dogmatic. Now, there are some hills I will die on uh, with regard to the, to the gospel. There are some things I, I will say, no, I, I totally believe this, and it's, that's just the way it is. I, I'm not, I'm not going to argue about it. I'm just going to say this, but I do believe this, and this is the way it is. Now, I'm not going to, but I'll still, I'm still willing to have the discussion about it. I won't uh, belittle someone for not believing same thing, but at the same time, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm more inclined to hang out with that other person because I just know that that's, you know, they're, they're willing to look, take, take life kind of as it's, as it comes and they're, they're willing to kind of have a discussion open and they're open, open-minded about it. And they're polite and respectful. Now, speaking about, speaking of res- respectful, uh, is the guy's name Jamie Diamond? Is that the guy's name? Jamie Diamond? Something Diamond, Mr. Diamond. We'll just call him Mr. Diamond. I believe he's the CEO of J.P. Morgan. A very powerful individual in the banking world. Uh, he's, he's somebody who, don't, you know, they, the company donates a lot of money to candidates. Uh, has a lot of power, which they sh- he shouldn't have. When you stop and think about banks, they, they should be, basically be you bring your money in here, you put your money here, and this we keep it for you. 
and then we, you know, we have, if we have deposits, we can use a percentage of that money to loan out, do whatever we're doing with it. And then we'll pay you part, part, part of the interest. We'll keep part of the interest. It's kind of this agreement you have with the bank. And then, and that's, that should be all it is. They don't care. They shouldn't care about what you spend your money on and how they shouldn't control anything about, but they, they're doing that now. And of course, now we're, we're also looking at this, you know, digital bank, digital currency thing going on. And that's just, that's just another name for cashless society. They're, they're not, they're not presenting. Unfortunately, I think what's, what's happened is the, well, we'll get into that in a little bit. We'll get the whole digital banking thing, but. Jamie Dimon was on, uh, I think it was MSNBC. He's got this panel there and they're talking about things. And, and he, he basically says, you know, you guys need to be a little bit more respectful. You know, we've got people coming out here. You know, Hillary Clinton came out and was basically talking about the deplorables. And, and, and Obama came out and talked about the, you know, you got your gods and your, your, your God and your guns and, and uh, your, your beer and, your, and you know, belittling people with these comments. Half the population, basically. And he basically was saying that, you know, well, somebody, somebody wants to vote for Trump. You just want to throw him in a, that per, you just want to throw all of the Trump voters. You just want to throw them on a pile and say, you, you, you want to be just like Trump. You want to be just like him. You, you, you know, you're, you're a racist, bigoted, misogynist, all this kind of stuff that they want to bring up. Which, if you want to talk about somebody who's a disgusting pig, With regard to sexual activity, uh, let's just look no further than Bill Clinton that nobody seems to care about. Oh, he was one of the greatest presidents ever. I, I've asked some of my Democrat leftist friends, I said, who, who's in the most recent years, what, who do you think was, has been some of the best in your lifetime? Who's been the best Democrat president? Oh, Bill Clinton. Really? So he was your, your best president. He... But I've hear, I hear them touting and yelling and screaming about this wife cheater, womanizer, misogynist, all these disgusting things that this guy has done and Trump has done, cheating on his wife and doing all this stuff. Uh, a bill... There, there are documented – he admitted to having an affair with Jennifer Flowers for over 12 years. He finally, finally, after denying it in front – to your face, lying to everyone in the country, about taking advantage of a, an intern in the, in the Oval Office – but he's the greatest president – This kind of hypocrisy is what really disturbs me. The blindness and the emotional rage, that the, just the emotional decision-making that, that happens from the majority of the people on the left, is just, it just blows my mind. And of course, now they're in this raging, hysterical... I, I heard, the other day, I heard Trump actually mention the Trump derangement syndrome. I've never heard him actually say it. The other day, he actually said that person is, I don't know who he's talking about. They're, 
they really have Trump derangement syndrome really bad. It's the first time I've ever heard him mention it. Now, Jamie Dimon goes on this little tirade about the about how the left has disrespected people. He said, you're not asking them why. When they say they're going to vote for Trump, you don't ask them why. There's plenty of reasons why they, you know, they, they may not like his family values. Well, I didn't like, I didn't like, let's talk about Bill Clinton's family values. But then they go into this thing about, you know, the, the, and no, I don't, I don't care for, for his, some of the choices he's made in his life. His personal life. That's not why we hire a president. The reason that people like Trump is because of the, the policies. And, but see, the left has no interest in why we were interested in Trump, why we were voting for Trump. And one of the biggest reasons, and I think this is an underlying thing that doesn't get enough coverage, and one of the biggest reasons this, this happens is because people are supporting Trump is because he's not from the establishment. And this is why the establishment hates him. But this, this came out as big news. It is all over the place, and the left doesn't know what to do with this. I even heard Don Lemon say, you know what? At least Donald Trump is the, the monster that we know. We, we know what he is. I'd rather vote for him than Nikki. He was, he was throwing his support behind Trump over Nikki Haley. Now, I wanted, there's a lot of rumbling rumbles. We're ready to rumble. We're here on Rumble, live on Rumble. Well, I do want to talk about this because one of the things that is happening right now is there's, there's all this schmuttering and schmackering about whatever those things are, about the possibility of Nikki Haley becoming v, his VP pick. Now, the, who was it I was listening to? I think it, was, it might have been uh, Ruben and, and Kelly. Uh, Megan Kelly and whatever his name is, Ruben, the Ruben Report. They were yakking around, and, and I think it was, no, it was even PBD, uh, Paul but David. He was, he was talking about this with, with his, a couple of his guys, too, as well. And they, they, were, they were talking about the, this, the phone call that has probably already happened. Now, the pressure that could be put on, on Trump right now by the establishment to put Nikki Haley in as VP, I think this would be – at first I was thinking, you know, it, you might have to think about this. You might have to consider this because – this is going to bring the establishment in. They're going to say, okay, we're going to get behind you now. We're going to support you within this process. Here's the problem with it. And I, I would have to say, when I, as soon as I realized this and thought about this long enough, which wasn't very long, it was just within a minute, my blood ran cold. Because what will the establishment do Let's say he picks v, uh, Nikki Haley as his VP. The establishment gets behind him. The establishment does not want him in office. No. They want Nikki there at the top, as the top dog. She has no influence on what goes on. You know, she's the head of the Senate. That's about it. But she doesn't really have any kind of power in terms of veto power, in terms of, you know, executive authority. 
know, she's not going to be telling Trump what to do. The only way that the establishment and the administrative state can get what they want out of this thing, unless they're going to wait four years, and I don't think they will, because they have an agenda and they need to get it done. They need to keep the wars going. They know Trump is going to change some things. And they have to act before that. And here's what's going to happen, in my opinion. This is just my opinion. Because that's what this is about. It's the news, according to me. I'm just telling you what I think. Here's what I think will happen. You heard of a fellow by the name of JFK. That's what I think is going to happen. Trump doesn't make it through a first. I don't. I'd be surprised if he made it through his first first year in this in this in this term. Now, I guarantee you, he probably would win. The probably win, whoever they put up against him. If a Trump Haley ticket would probably win almost assuredly, because there are a lot of Democrats who actually like Nikki Haley. They they. There was a, at the caucus, there was somebody being interviewed. I think it was the caucus or New Hampshire. I think it was at the caucus. This, this little college age kid didn't know, you know, just brain full of mush. Kind of, it was just one of those things where she had, you know, we could just tell. She was just, how do I say this? The typical, I don't know, kind of, I mean, just the kind of dizzy brain head that you expect from a college kid. And she was confronted with, well, would you vote for Biden or would you vote for Haley? I don't know. Boy, it'd be a tough decision to make between the two of them. But she was kind of, she was toying, at least sounded like she was getting, you know, being torn apart between Nikki Haley and Joe Biden. Now, like I've said before, I don't think Joe Biden's going to be the candidate. It is either going to be at the, it's either going to be at their convention, the DNC convention, or it will be after the DNC convention. One way or the other, they're going to make some decisions that, in my opinion, are going to be, uh, they're, they're going to play that some kind of a weird card there. Something weird's going to happen there. I don't know what it'll be. So as this, as this starts to play out, I'm not sure exactly how, how they're going to do it. I, I think that they, you know, the, it, Joe might say, well, you know what, I'm going to step down and we're going to, we're going to have a, a convention. Basically, they're going to have a, because they have a problem right now. And that problem is Kamala Harris. Democrats do not like her. She's a mess. Even the establishment doesn't like her. The administrative establishment doesn't, doesn't like her. So it's, they're, ta- they're caught in this tough situation where they know they've got this candidate here that they can't win against Trump. They can't win against a bunch of anybody right now. Even the Democrats are starting to fall away from the guy. But all they have to do is pop somebody new in there. And they know that as soon as they do, the media gets on board with it. If Gav- if today, if Gavin Newsom announced, if Joe stepped down, he said, I'm not going to run and and, and Gavin Newsom became the candidate. 
Well, they won't. They won't do that, though. They, they're they're going to wait for some of this to play out with. New Hampshire is going to be, I, I think that Nikki Haley has something up her sleeve with New Hampshire. I think that she's, she knows she's not going to be, you know, she's in third place and she's throwing a victory party. I don't understand that in, in, in Iowa. She's like going nuts with this. Uh, Ron DeSantis, I think, is kind of caught in the middle of this whole thing, kind of in an awkward position here. He's got, he's, this is like a person that you've seen with one foot on the boat and one foot on the pier. And he's just not exactly sure where he stands here. Exactly. You've got to commit to one side or the other here, Ron. Unfortunately, you're going to end up in the water, and that's a pretty embarrassing move. And I think he's heading for a huge embarrassment here. If he doesn't make a commitment one way or the other. Either way, I think he needs to. Yeah, he needs to make a make a decision. But I I think he's he's still hoping for vying for a possible ticket, maybe with Nikki. But he's, he's definitely, I don't think he's going to have much of a position with the Trump administration. Now, my understanding is there's term limits in Florida for, for governorship. And my understanding is, I think he only has another year left. And I think after that year, maybe it's, maybe it's two. But he's going to have two years where he does nothing. He's going to have to try to run for president in 2028. 20, I think, I think this is, his thinking, I think, was he better do it now while he has a position of power and he has this position of clout. I think that's part of his motivation. The other part of it was he had a lot of people in his ear, a lot of big money people in his ear from the establishment. I don't know if any of you saw that commercial ad that was on television all the time. That was this guy said they were going to draft DeSantis for president. Donate now to draft DeSantis for president. So they were doing all that. And of course they, you know, they got him talked into it. It was, it was a move, in my opinion, it was a move too soon out of step. And I think that they, they pushed him into a position, I think. Now, yeah, like I said yesterday on yesterday's show, he will recover from this. It may take four years. But if you think, think back, I mean, it's possible that it may, it may damage him forever. Or he may just step out and do something else and never, never come back. It's, it's his choice. I think he, he, can, he could recover, I think, if he wanted to. It'd be a long slog back, but he could do it. What you have right now is you have, well, remember, remember uh, what's the guy's name? That, the, the, the guy that yelled, was it at the caucus? He was like, yeah, that guy. He, like, that ruined him. Just that one thing pretty much ruined him because the news media just made it, you know, the media. If nobody would have ever, ever said anything about it in the media, he probably would have been fine. But he kind of, made, he kind of sounded, we're going to go on, we're going to do it. And, he kind of, kind of had this weird scream thing, primal scream thing. I think people kind of freaked out. I, that didn't bother me at all. I didn't, I didn't think anything of it. But they made a big deal out of it. So how, how the media plays out all this stuff and, th- and you know, how, what they do with it, I think, will, will make a difference. So we shall see what we shall see with this whole thing. But in my opinion, which is, you know, like I said, according to me, we have, um, we're going to have an interesting unfolding of the, of how things go here. Now, I don't, I just, I don't think Trump will, will pull Nikki Haley in. But the administration may be trying to do something right now to, to make that happen. So I don't know exactly how that's going to work. I don't know how, how they're going to be able to do that. They may be trying to commit. One of the things that uh, 
Megyn Kelly is is almost convinced that that Trump is going to go to jail. He's, he could potentially go to jail for a long time. I don't see it happening. Uh, they may try to put him in jail. He, he's going to win the presidency if he does. Uh, it's, it's and, and you got other other people out there. They're saying you know that you keep indicting this guy and you're indicting him all the way to the White House. Russell Brand was saying that the other day. He was like, the more you the more you do to this guy, the more people like him. You know, they can relate to the guy now more, especially the black community. Somebody being wrongly charged and, you know. They see what's happening. The, 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 people, the people see what's going on here. Now, there, there are still a few that are saying, oh, see, he's a criminal, he's a criminal, he did all these things wrong, he you know, did, all, did all stuff. He was accused of rape and all this other stuff. Or, he, you know, he was convicted of rape, which he wasn't. The jury actually said no to that. But the news media took off with it. The jury said no. They had a choice between sexual assault and rape, and they chose sexual assault. You know, that's what the judge told. However, the judge did not fully inform them, which just really aggravates me. A judge is supposed to inform them. I, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm not a financial counselor or a hydrologist or a meteorologist. Any of those are drowsers. So the, the – uh, I'm just a guy drinking chai with a microphone. So these, these guys um, – What was I talking about? I was talking about chai. So we have these guys. These guys doing this with all the, all this. Uh, Megan, Megan Kelly says he's going to jail, and in reality, she, she now she's thinking as a lawyer. She's thinking she goes, "Oh, I know Trump, and Trump, Trump, you know, Trump will do this." Megan Kelly knew Trump. I don't think she knows the Trump that has gone through the last, you know. Five, six years. She does not know him that well. She knew him before he became president. Now, he, he still has the, you know, he's still Trump. He still has the same personality, some, a, lot of, a lot of the traits that he had. I, I don't know if you noticed his victory speech at, at the caucus. Was very, very soft-toned. Very, very presidential. And even his, his, uh, his rallies had a different tone. Now, he's, he's still saying some things. He's still saying, you know, calling people names and doing some stuff. But I think he has, uh, he's got his footing. It's almost like a, like a second wind. It's almost like he's got more, he's more sure-footed right now. And a part of that comes through humility. And I, and I think that that has, the work that all this stuff has done on him, I think he's, he's realizing where he's at. He's got, a, he's got a better understanding of his position right now. So I don't, I don't see him taking on Nikki Haley as a VP. It could happen. But I think Megyn Kelly's opinion of this is that he feels threatened. He knows that he, if he doesn't win this, he's going to go to jail for a long time, and, if, and he better win it. And, and the, the GOP basically has made the phone call saying, you know, we're, let's team up. Let's, you know, we'll get behind you fully with everything, with our money, everything else. We'll get behind you 100%. We're going to unify the party. We're going to do all this. They, they, and, and, of course, Bet David thinks that they've made that phone call or that they're going to make that phone call and that Trump is going to say, possibly say yes to that. And I know that and what Kelly's, Megan Kelly's opinion is, well, people will get over it. You know, you know it's going to make MAGA mad. And it's going to make his supporters mad, but they're going to get over it because he's going to tell them to get over it and they'll, they'll get over it. Um, I, I don't, 
have a problem with that as, as a VP. So I don't have a problem with that as the VP, but I do have a problem with the, what, the, what the deep state may do to get Nikki Haley in there once, he, once she's in a VP position. Because I have, I, the, the end justifies the means with these people. So, nonetheless, that's my opinion on that one. And I'm, I'm concerned for his life at that point. They will find, and, and maybe it will be a softer coup than that. Maybe, maybe they may end up doing something like an, some kind of an impeachment process just to get him out of office. But I, I don't know. Because there, there are still a lot of establishment people in the, in the Senate. Now, I don't know if Mitch McConnell is going to go another term or not. I, I don't see that happening. I, I just, McConnell's got to get out of there. He's a, he's a walking cadaver right now. Is just like, he's, he's worse than, Bill, uh, than uh, Joe Biden right now. You don't hear him making any comments about anything. About the, did he make any comments about the caucus? You know, an overwhelming victory. And like I've said, that the caucus really has, it's, it's very different uh, in terms of its, it, it used to be a litmus test in a kind of a bellwether of the, the rest of what was going to happen uh, without, with the rest of the primary. And I don't see that happening. South Carolina is going to be an interesting, it's, it's, it's you know, you got New Hampshire, you got South Carolina coming up and that, that's where Nikki Haley's from. Now, if Nikki Haley cannot pull off a victory in South Carolina, she's done. And I think that that's what Trump is waiting for. I, I hope that he waits until that point to see what happens there. New Hampshire and South Carolina are two big, big, big showings. I would rather see DeSantis come out in second place again in the next two primaries. I would like to see Nikki Haley really, and again, like I said, the problem with the New Hampshire primary is that it is basically open. It's unaffiliated open. In other words, independents can vote for Nikki Haley. This throws a whole different ball game in the whole thing because these people are, are not committed. They're not, it's, it's not among, it's not a closed primary. And I, I think that the, the primaries, in my opinion, primaries should all be closed. I don't like the idea of somebody coming over from another, either from independence or from, because they can vote. They, they can choose your, par, your, your party. That, you, they can choose your candidate. I, that just makes no sense to me. Open primaries especially, but even, even a semi-open pri uh, primary where you have unaffiliated. In other words, a person who's not registered as a Democrat can come in and vote even though they're not registered as a Republican. They can come in and vote in your primary and choose your candidate. What in the world is up with that? It's like having people come into your country who uh, aren't citizens and voting for your president. But that would never happen. So, the 
this is where we are. And I'm going to cut the show a little bit short today because it's live and I have to try to deal with a lot of other things. I still have to, have to do some other producing of some things and moving some things around. I, and I hope, I hope that this came through live. And I noticed that there were some people uh, in the chat that actually weren't chatting, but they were some other people watching for a little while. And I hope that that worked out okay for you. I don't know. I've got this little weird green line down here on the bottom. I just don't understand how, how Rumble works for sure. Um, it's showing that I've got 40 minutes, 42 minutes that I've been on, on, on air here, which is fine. That's good. That's, that's exactly what when I started the show. So hopefully this works. I don't know. I'll probably hope, I'll hopefully get some more uh, experience with some of this. And eventually I want to have a, a live. Now, right now I've just got a placeholder picture on there the, uh, for the show. But we'll, we'll eventually have, you know, video content, some audio. Like we do for the normally recorded show, I'll have some audio background, some clips of things and that kind of thing. We'll be, be playing something. I'd like to play some Rachel Maddow stuff that she's been saying lately. Just ridiculous off, off the, beyond the pale kind of unhinged kind of crap that she's been saying. And that, we'll, go, we'll go into more of that later on. But in the meantime... I am going to uh, call it a week here. We're going to say Shabbat Shalom as we head into the weekend. And um, I hopefully will be back on Monday. I don't know what Monday's going to look like. Next week I've got, I am busy all week long until Friday. So hopefully we'll have another live show on Friday. That's the plan. However, uh, the, most of the week is going to be crazy. I might actually be home on Monday, or if nothing else, I might actually be able to do a, uh, at least record a show Monday morning. But I, it's, it's going to be kind of a little bit tough. Uh, we'll see how that goes. It could be late in the day by the time. It could, so some, be expecting later, maybe later in the day shows, or possibly shows that are recorded the night before. Well, that, that's my, what I have to, might have to go to that kind of a trend. In the meantime, God bless. Have a great weekend. Shabbat Shalom and uh, take care, folks.